Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast, uh, a normal edition, non-emergency edition. I'm Jacob Birch, Eric Stevens with me. Uh, been a Hello. been a weekend. Yeah, they. Uh, it's it's weird. Like the trade deadline is always like hectic and exciting. Even you know, there especially when you do like big deals. And the Dodgers did big deals or big deal, and uh, they did acquire three players. But like, it's still like in the waiting mode. Like yeah. none of them have played for the Dodgers yet. Like we're recording this Tuesday morning. Max Scherzer starting Wednesday night against the Astros. Like, oh yeah, that series. But um, yeah, uh, so it's like we're in this weird limbo period. And I think the next couple weeks, given how the schedule is, it's it's like also a limbo period. And we'll we'll talk about why and why that's important. Because and I also they think this past series against the Diamondbacks was really um, embl- uh, a really good example of the Dodgers season as a whole. And we'll talk about yep. why uh, after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So the Dodgers played a three-game series uh, against Arizona. I think the Pythagorean theorem had them going 5-0 and somehow. Uh, yeah. And yet they were 2-1, and respectable. Yeah. Um, one, But the one loss was this excruciating loss where it felt like they should have lost by like 20 or something. And they, you know, just barely lost in extra innings. Another common thread of the season. And then yeah. they just blow, blow out the Diamondbacks in the next two games. I didn't even have this in the notes, but I just want to note, uh, since I wrote about it over the weekend. Uh, so the Dodgers are 1-11 in extra innings. They've lost 10 straight. Uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet or post, but like... Do you know um, how many consecutive innings the opponent has scored on the Dodgers in extras? 
No, I, I did not see that tweet. 13 in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy Nelson on April 25th, the night of the Oscars at Dodger Stadium. That was a game where the Dodgers were up 7-1 to one and they lost in extras. Um, Jimmy Nelson held the Padres scoreless in the 10th. Uh, I forgot who pitched in the 11th, but they did not hold the, the Padres <laughs> scoreless. And starting with that inning, 13 straight extra innings, uh, the opponent scored. The Dodgers uh, on offense did not did not very much score in, in most of those 13. So. It is kind of interesting because yeah. do you remember what the record was last year? In extras? Yeah. I do not. It, it, re, obviously, they had a very good season, so it was respectable enough. And I, I remember the... Last year, uh, Joe and Oral, whenever the role would come out, the, the runner on second role, they're like, oh, it's kind of exciting. It's grown on me. And now that the Dodgers yeah. have lost in a row, every time they're happening, it's just like, Ugh, this rule, it's going away. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird. Like, that. it's like one run games tend to, like, not matter a ton. Like, they, they matter because you, if you lose, you lose. But, like, uh, they tend to even out. But, like, this is just weird. Like, they're yeah. just, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but that, that Friday game was also weird because they like sort of clawed their way back, but the, at the same time, while clawing their, it was like um, sort of liking it, it to playing blackjack, where you're just betting crazy amounts over and over again. You keep winning, but then you you like you're Walk like two up a lot, and all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> yeah but then like you're you're. You like have your like massive pile of chips, and you don't really care if you lose an occasional bet. But like they just kept leaving runners in scoring position that could have like tied the game or given them the lead, and then and then it came back to bite them. Two innings in a row like, where they left someone yeah. on third, I think. Yeah, and with, with yeah, like no. not more, like an out to spare, and they still couldn't convert. And yeah, like like I, like I mentioned, nonstop like inability to find the zone from the pitching staff yeah uh, oh, they, a, they, they walked a, nine that night i think yeah uh, a starter yeah. that you know tony gonsolin left in the second inning <laughs> like yeah. just not not good um and so, yet and yet they barely lost <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's the thing like yeah yeah we, we talked about like how you can never sort of met like we've sort of retired the, the phrase full strength but at the same time you're like Man, what if they got everyone together, <laughs> like you know, and, and like productive, like you know, Bellinger's been active, but he hasn't been good at all. But like you know, imagine that kind of thing. Like that—that's sort of where they're at. That said, uh, they got a pretty big series um, uh, that starts tonight against the Astros. Um, the, I think meaningful in the sense that they're playing a really good team. Uh, Astros actually have a half game better record than the Dodgers do. They have the top two run differentials in the majors. The Dodgers are one, the Astros are two. Um, obviously for the fans, I think it's going to be big cause it's the first time Dodger stadium will have the opportunity to have fans to boo the Astros since the uh, report, uh, and subsequent punishment uh, for their um, sign stealing scandal in 2017 came out. So like this has been like last year, you know, there were no fans, but there were like a group of like, a few dozen people lined the Vince Scully Avenue to like boo the Astros bus. Who like you know it's not like the windows are down right on the bus. <laughs> what are they here? They but they saw it. They had the plane with the sky right. The the, the it was like uh, Houston sheets bang bang. Uh, t- Tailing, uh, trailing the plane. Um, 
so people were into it, but like, so it's going to be that atmosphere. I think, I think like the team itself has moved on. I mean, they won the world series last year. It's like, what, you know, what, what more can you do? But I I think at the same time, like, I think the atmosphere is going to be interesting because let's just say that like, uh, the Dodgers can appreciate that the Astros are, are getting heckled, right? Like, even if they're not, even if they're not, they're never going to be over it, but I think they're past it, you know, in a way. But, mm-hmm. like, it's going to bring a lot of that back. And uh, so it should be interesting for a couple Doesn't of days. It's just but... a really good team. Uh, and right. the Giants continue to only pick, choose to lose uh, when the Dodgers lose. So they haven't gained any ground. I think I, Do- Giants won last night. I went to bed before it was over. It's like 8-8 eight to eight or something. They, but I think... uh, that... Yeah, the Giants were up six uh, at some point in that game. Then the Diamondbacks tied eight to eight, and then it went to extras. And the Giants scored three in the tenth, and the Diamondbacks scored zero. So, so yeah. there you go. So you know they've even lost a little bit of ground because of that. So, uh, you know, I think just in general, the intense fans plus the fact that uh, you know the the mantra has been like. We're at a time to screw. We're at a time. Oh, doing the oh, the one run games will even out. We'll right. win eventually. Like that's all well and good, but it's time to actually start doing those wins. So uh, I expect to see you know maybe a little bit of urgency, maybe not right away, but um, certainly as you know we get in, into August proper, you're you're out of time. So uh huh. Um, also, the Dodgers have their two best pitchers going, which yep. is. Which like sort of heightens the series a little bit. Um, Walker Bueller, he just won Pitcher of the Month uh, for July, and uh, goes Tuesday. Max Scherzer makes his Dodger debut Wednesday. So, what an atmosphere for him to to join the team. Um, now, uh, talking about Scherzer's debut, I I meant to include this on our emergency podcast on Friday uh, after, at the trade deadline, but I forgot and. Um, Dave Roberts, he's told, I think this story has come out a couple times before, but Dave Roberts retold it on Friday. Um, it's from the 2018 All-Star Game in Washington, D.C., the the first All-Star Game managed by Dave Roberts and the first of two times Dave Roberts named Max Scherzer the starting pitcher for the All-Star Game. That game was in Washington, D.C., um, and we're going to play the clip here. It Just, uh, just know it involves... Um, Max Scherzer uh, setting the stage. He's they're in the bullpen pregame. Dodgers pitching coach Rick Honeycutt uh, is there watching the bullpen session, and I will let Dave Roberts tell the story from here. Um, I don't know if Rick Honeycutt will, uh, you know, want me to share this story, but uh, publicly, but I'm going to. So um, we were in D.C. and um, Honey told me the story. So Max is in there warming up and uh, he has his own routine as he gets loose and uh, gets going. And uh, so it's intense. And so he, honey has a towel on his shoulder. And then uh, Max looks at honey who had never met him at that point and goes, pamper me. <laughs> and uh, Honey looks at uh, Max and he's like, excuse me. And he goes, pamper me. <laughs> So Honey gets this uh, towel and starts like blotting his face. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Max thanks him and takes off his hat, thanks him, and then goes back to pitch it. 
and Honey was just blown away because he's never had to pamper <laughs> a starting pitcher. So uh, it's funny is that after Max throws his two innings and he uh, goes back to Honey, kind of the third or the fourth inning after he's done, he goes, hey, you know, I was just messing with you, don't you? <laughs> and it's just such a good story. So I had to give uh, Mark Pryor fair warning uh, this past year. So I think that Max uh, messed with Mark, but not as uh, bad as he got Rick Honeycutt. So, honey, I apologize for sharing it. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> um, my favorite part of that is um, like that Roberts, could, like he broke up laughing like three times at least uh, during, during the telling. And he just like kept thinking back to it and just it was just cracking up. It was really funny. Um, but then also the the punchline of, you know, I was just messing with you, don't you? <laughs> like, it's like maybe I don't think he did, but uh, it still made it kind of funny. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if Scherzer asks Mark Pryor to pamper him on Wednesday, uh, how that goes over. But it should be fun. Um, then now, uh, as a just world class transition, uh, the Dodgers pitching staff could use some pampering right hey. now. Um, yeah, um, so they'll get it a little bit. Uh, given the schedule, they were off Monday. They're off again Thursday because of this weird two-game um, uh, series, interleague series with the Astros. Uh, they're off again next Monday. So that's three off days in an eight-day span. And they kind of need it because they they really only have, well, I guess they have uh, four starters active right now. Um, Clayton Kershaw was sort of tentatively set to return this weekend against the angels that's not going to happen now he was supposed to throw a simulated game sunday when the dodgers were in arizona for maybe like four innings but that was scrapped because he has soreness in his like forearm elbow area they've been like real really cagey about this but they say it's not a setback and it's more residual soreness like day after start because he threw three innings simulated last week in san francisco but they just want to wait for the soreness to kind of stop happening before they like proceed forward. So it's like when when he's he basically still has to go one more simulated game and then he's probably active. But then obviously the longer they wait, that could change. So we're still like in this limbo period where not really sure exactly when he's going to be ready. He last pitched uh, on July third, so it's it's been to to quote stained. It's been a while. Um, uh, Tony Gonsolin, we mentioned him. He was knocked out on Friday after walking five in an inning and two thirds. Uh, so he has shoulder inflammation. It's the same thing that missed he missed two months for at the beginning of the year. He kind of has dealt with it like all year, and he you could sort of tell he just hasn't been like fully on. Like he's had you know fits and starts here where he's looked okay. But, like, his, his walk rate last year, I think he walked seven all year. His walk rate was 4%. This year it's 16%. <laughs> like, he's just way off. Now, he's pitched, like, reasonably well, like, given the, the wildness. Like, 278 ERA. The peripherals aren't as good. He's 445 FIP. Uh, part of that is uh, he's left in the middle of an inning, like, a bunch of times. Um uh, 12 total runners left on base uh, during while when he was pulled. None of them have scored. Six different relievers have saved his bacon. Sort of the anti-Clayton uh, Kershaw in the postseason <laughs> there. Um, now, his velocity is also down on the fastball about two miles an hour. Um, they The sort of um, what the training staff said was 
Gonsolin, like, he's not, it wasn't really, like, jeopardizing himself by pitching, but they just want to make sure, like, he's, you know, like, strong enough to, like, the shoulder is strong enough to, like, be effective and, and pitch. So they're kind of giving him a little bit of a time off. Uh, so he, he went on the injured list. Um, and, you know, he could be back in the next couple weeks, maybe skipping a start or two. He was only averaging three and a half innings, so it was a problem. They need him to be better than that if he's in the rotation. Uh, Gonsolin himself, after the start, before he went on the IL, said, you know, it has its days where it doesn't feel great, uh, other, but it's mostly been fine. Danny Duffy, uh, one of the other um, the, the other person the Dodgers traded for, like he's currently on the injured list with a left flexor strain. He missed five weeks earlier in the season. For that he's currently in his second week on this IL stint for the same thing uh he said uh doctors have told him his ligament is intact so a lot of times that injury like can lead to you know Tommy John or, or other elbow situations so he called his flexor tendon cranky uh which is just a wonderful phrase um He's expected back maybe late August, early September. His role is like still to be determined. I think it just really depends on how the rehab goes. Uh, to me, he seems like last year's Alex Wood in that by the time he's ready, is he really going to be stretched out to start? And especially, like, unless things go terribly wrong, like, he's not really going to start in the playoffs. So it seems that he's, like, sort of destined to be uh, a bullpen type. Uh, in the postseason, if he gets, if they, you know, if it sort of works out that way, so I think that's where they're probably leaning with him. But we'll see. Um, the current rotation: Bueller, Scherzer, Julio Urias, and David Price. Price has been like uh, he he pitched five and two thirds in his longest start. He didn't. He wasn't effective in San Francisco. He got hit around a little bit. That was like his really only bad game of the last like few months. Uh, but he's just been, you know, you're, you don't exactly know what you're going to get from him. But he's he's the fourth starter right now. They don't have a fifth. Um, with the off days, they can kind of roll for about two weeks without using a fifth starter. So that, that's why they, they, they sort of bought time. Uh, the middle game against the Mets uh, next weekend, August 14th, I think is the the latest uh, they could they can kick the can uh, on a fifth starter. So we'll see how that sort of goes. Maybe Kershaw's ready. Maybe Gonsolin's ready by then. Who knows? Uh, it might just be a bullpen game until they kick uh, the can down the road further. You know, I just thought it was funny. Of the all camp, you know, we've talked about this a lot. The Dave Roberts said, oh, we have eight starters, uh, you know, on our team. Like, currently only three of them are uh, active and in the rotation. Jimmy Nelson, who's in the bullpen, I guess is a fourth. So that's a technicality. Um, and, you know, it just, that's kind of how it goes sometimes. Now, with Gon, I forgot about this because um, the Dodgers were trending a little better in the, like, the last week of the month. But then, so Friday was Ju- July 30th. Saturday was a, because they traded Josiah Gray, was a planned bullpen game. Uh, and then Gonsolin leaving early Friday really turned the tide back. So uh, in July, uh, the Dodgers got 115 and a third innings from starters uh, and 114 innings from the bullpen, which is, <laughs> you know, you, you can't really do that for a long time. So, yep. Um, uh, so that that's sort, of a, that's sort of where they're at with the pitching staff, and that's why, you know, these next couple weeks they can get by with what they have, but, like, they have to get – well, especially Kershaw, but also they just have to 
get these guys sort of healthy uh, at some point real soon. So that, that's sort of where we're at. But, um, you know, Scherzer debuting tomorrow. Um, since the start of 2008, Max Scherzer has the most strikeouts in Major League Baseball, uh, 2,931. Clayton Kershaw's third at 26.53. Who else is in the top five? I will throw some names at the wall after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dodgers now have two of the pitchers with the top five most strikeouts since 2008. Max is number one with 2,931. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is second with 2,653. Uh, before I, I, I answer real quick, does Max Scherzer hit 3,000 in the Dodger uniform? I, I looked oh, is, up. Is this our bet? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. It's my, I, uh, he, for what it's worth, I looked in his August and an, September from two seasons ago, and he did yeah. pitch more than uh, 69, uh, yeah. or throw more than 69 strikeouts. Yeah, he's 69 away, so uh, nice. Um, Couldn't resist it, could you? No, I could not. Uh, so the Dodgers right now, just, he's like, it's probably 11 starts, maybe 10. So it's like right on that line of like possibly. I I'll just I think he does. I think he gets. That'd it. be cool. Yeah. Uh, fun little thing to look forward to. All right. So- solid way of stalling. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, Chris Sale. Chris Sale is ninth. He is. Uh, oh, there's nine with two thousand. He has two thousand seven. Okay. Um. Uh oh. That was that was uh, my. Big, I will say, Sale yeah. didn't debut till 2010. So that's I, right, yeah, yeah, I knew. Yeah. I figured he just had enough enough juice in there. Um, uh oh. Yeah, one of your pillars is gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you want me to? I, you want a hint? Yeah, sure. My brain's not working today. Um, number number two has not pitched this year, but is still active. Okay. Oh, oh, duh, Verlander. Yep. Twenty six ninety nine. Yeah, I, I had I had more names and I completely went out the window. Um, Grinky. Grinky's fourth. Twenty four sixty one. Ah, and those were my three uh, names. I'll, so I'll, give, you, like, I'll, I'll give you another hint. Um, uh, number five was traded at the trade deadline. Uh, 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 uh. Who else was traded at the deadline? You're making me look dumb. Um, I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, it's ma- just Max Scherzer he had, again. Uh, he, had, he, had, he had trouble throwing the first. Oh, John Lester. I for 
forgot yep. he was traded. <laughs> yeah, to the Cardinals, and, and which wonderful for many reasons. A Cubs fans just had a miserable trade deadline. Their entire like core was gutted. The one that ones that were left, and then they see like you know. Uh, postseason hero John Lester getting going to the Cardinals. I mean, he's not very good this year, but still, that sucks. Now, I, another thing about that just reminded me of this. Uh, someone tweeted the other day. Uh, so the Cardinals also traded for J.A. Happ, mm-hmm. and I believe he like uh, throws like around 90 or 91, or at least he was with them in his first game. Uh, and he is the other four members of the rotation, including Lester, all average under 90 miles an hour on the fastball <laughs> which is just just wonderful like you, you know it's wouldn't it be funny if i just guessed ja hap that'd be good where's yeah, he on this be... list <laughs> Low, oh, lower you know, I, you know what i'm i am gonna look it up just because you said that he is 21st hey 1611 higher than i would have guessed yeah um, that, uh, ahead of ahead of garrett cole he's so ja hap better than garrett cole I, sure he had stats. five more years of pitching but <laughs> uh now a bonus uh thing here because it's not related well it's sort of related um most career strikeouts when acquired by the dodgers uh uh max Scher- max scherzer is fourth uh <laughs> with 2931 uh do you have any idea who the other people ahead of him are greg maddox Greg Maddox twice. Uh, <laughs> in, so 2006, 31, 33, 2008, 33, 53. He's second and third. I'm going to tap out. I'm... Yeah, the, the first was Don Sutton, who got the bulk of his strikeouts with the Dodgers and then came back in 1988 uh, sitting on 35, 30. Yeah. It's a cheaty answer. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, but, and then going back past Scherzer. Um, Number five is Jim Bunning, uh, who had twenty six seventeen when he came to the Dodgers in nineteen sixty nine. So yeah, that's uh, yeah exactly. Um, Good stuff. Uh, yeah, funny that I should have. The one time I don't write my answers down ahead of time is one time I forget two of my good guesses that were right. Yep. That makes me good. I forget. Yeah, I, well. I remembered the bad one, incorrect one. All right, you got a Dodgers rewind for us. I do. Uh, not really a uh, person you associate with strikeouts, but uh, it was a trade or trade deadline-ish uh, acquisition for the Dodgers. I always think of him because he seemed to like over. He wildly overperformed my expectations. I remember at the time, but yeah, it's Brian Bohannon. Uh, the Dodgers traded for him. Uh, he's a left-handed pitcher on July tenth, nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, to the from the Mets for Greg McMichael and Cash. Now setting the stage here, that was the, like a very tumultuous year for the for the franchise. Ownership changed. There were lots of turnover throughout the year. Now Mike Piazza was traded May fourteenth. Uh, related to that, Danny Duffy grew up a diehard Dodgers and Lakers fan. Uh, he was uh, nine uh, when Piazza was traded. And he said that was that was a rough couple days of my childhood. He he cried his eyes out. Um, he he rattled off like unprompted the almost the entire Piazza trade, like you know Zeal and Piazza to the Marlins for you know all the players. He left off Charles Johnson and he he said Manny Corpus instead of uh, Manuel Barrios. I'm giving him full credit because it just. It wasn't even asked, and he's just like, "Oh, they did this, this, and this." Like, so he he's clearly been thinking about this for a long time. So I, I sort of enjoyed that. Um, back in 1998, uh, the Dodgers fired manager Bill Russell on June 22nd. Uh, 
Uh, Adrian Beltre, who was thought to be 18 at the time, later discovered he was 19, made his Major League debut June 24th. Um, Jeff Shaw was acquired on July 4th, made his debut with the team at the All-Star Game, which is just hilarious. Uh, then famously traded for Paul Canerco and Dennis Reyes because bullpens win championships. Uh, that was Tommy Lasorda as interim GM. That was his first trade. Uh, Brian Bohannon was his second, uh, six days later. At the time of the Bohannon trade, the Dodgers were exactly 500, <clears throat> uh, 44 and 44. They were 12 and a half games back in the division. The Padres, uh, they would not catch them. Uh, seven and a half games back in the wild card, uh, which was the Giants at the time. Um, so Bohannon was like mostly a swingman to this point in his career. Seven and a half seasons with the Rangers, Tigers, and Mets. Uh, I looked up uh, before coming to the Dodgers, like he was basically 60% of his innings were as a starter, but that, like a, you know, a good chunk as a reliever, 65 starts, 138 relief appearances. He averaged only five innings a start. Um, now 97 with the Mets, he had a 107 ERA plus 98 before he was traded. He had a 134 ERA plus. Those were the only times Bohannon even got to average, uh, you know, so he was a, a real, like, sort of journeyman type. Now, with the Dodgers, Bohannon comes in, averaged all, like a tick under seven innings to start, 6.95. He had a 240 ERA, 168 ERA plus. His FIP was 413. But you got to remember, this was, like, height of the steroid era, so that was actually still really good. However, he was only 5-7 and seven because the Dodgers scored three runs or less in 10 of his 14 starts, so it was just sort of par for the course. Now, he parlayed that. Uh, he was a free agent at the end of the year. He signed a three-year, $9 million contract with the Rockies. And, I, you know, you see this, the numbers, and you're kind of blown away. So he was average-ish, right? He was 29-30 and 30 with the Rockies, 582 ERA. This was also, you know, mind you, at peak course field, uh, his, his ERA plus with that 582 ERA, 98 so basically, league average pitcher at Coors Field in those three years was roughly 582. That's unreal. That's the Brian Bohannon story. I like it. Do you have, do you have any memory of Brian Bohannon, or is that too young? Uh, so the era of like uh, the 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 stretch of rookies of the year to like 2004 ish is like. Mm-hmm in and out like would pay attention yeah. would not you know just kind of a silly kid didn't really deeply follow the 04 tread trade deadline was the like i'm actually checking espn.com specifically for baseball and dodgers news so i do not have uh, a, a memory uh, of him okay so another trivia for you uh i mentioned how that year was a lot of turnover um Bohannon was one of eight pitchers to start at least 10 times for the 1998 Dodgers. Uh, that's a franchise record. Uh, the other times they've done it uh, had eight pitchers with at least 10 starts, 1940 in Brooklyn, 1979, and 2006. How many of those 1998 pitchers with 10 starts can you name? All right. Let's, let's, so I have seven more than him. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm giving. Yeah, you just you could just say Brian Bohannon, and you get one of the eight. So Brian Bohannon, set there, there it is. Boom. Yeah, you have one. Now I have seven more. Yep. Hideo Nomo. <laughs> he started twelve times. 
um, um, Chano Park. I was trying to think. I think that was the year they they uh, punted uh, Nomo to the Cubs. Chano Park led the team with 34 starts. Um, Ismael Vadez. He was second of 27. Nailing it. Um, Darren Dreifert. He was third with 26. He also pitched in relief six times. 180 innings. Um, uh, and see, this is... I was going to comment that this is... I mentioned that I barely paid attention, but... I believe it was the 97 roster that Ken Griffey Jr. 64 uh-huh. used. So yep. I've, I've got some some gas in that tank, but it's going to be off by a year. So forgive me if I, uh, I'm off there. Ramon Martinez? Ramon Martinez did. He got hurt that year, but he started 15 times. Okay. Um, so how am I missing now? Uh, I think two. I, I clicked away for a second because I was... Okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. two. Um, it is two. And, and yeah, I mi- I misspoke on the previous um, Nomo thing, and I'll talk. I'll say why in a second. Okay. Um, this is another where I might be off by a year. Kevin Brown? You were off by a year. Okay. Uh, Brown was with the Padres that year and then signed with the Dodgers in the offseason. Okay. Couldn't remember if it was 98 or 99. Um, I think I have to tap out here. I think I'm out of names in, in my So. Bucket. Um, Brian Bohannon was not the first pitcher uh, acquired uh, from the Mets that year. Uh, a month earlier, when the Dodgers got rid of Noma, they actually traded him to the Mets, my bad, uh, for Dave Malicki, uh, noted vowel hater, <laughs> M-L-I-C-K-I, Dave Malicki. Um, he made 20 starts for the Dodgers that year. Um, and then the other one was another uh, acquisition, uh, Carlos Perez. Okay. Uh, 11 starts uh, and noted water cooler hater. Um, yeah, good times. I'm I'm content with my answers. No, you you did yeah. wonderfully. You and you even you were like picking them off in order. It was it was genius. You did well. All right. Hey, it's time for me to try and embarrass you and see if you can forget obvious answers like I can. Are you ready? Yay. I am ready. It's time for with Jens and Craig. We love them. All right, let's just get into it. These are uh, the trivia questions uh, portion of our questions from Craig segment. Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer were both drafted in 2006. True or false? No. Scherzer made his MLB debut <laughs> one month before Kershaw's May 20, 2008 first start. So while the names can be reasonably linked together, what about their stats? My trivia questions this week will be all about Clayton and Max. So it's four four questions for you. You ready? Sure. Love this first one. Max Scherzer has eight pickoffs per baseball reference. Without well, going over, how many pickoffs has Clayton Kershaw recorded so far in his career? I'll give you a hint. It's more than eight. Yeah. <laughs> I want to... Uh, I'm avoiding the nice numbers. I'm going to say 68. You are on the money, my friend. Nice. You win both showcases. Yay! <laughs> a favorite stat is games. Before we go, wait. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What, uh, oh, okay. I was just going to say, favorite... uh, when they were drafted in 2006, uh, sorry, uh-huh. uh, Kershaw went 7 and and Scherzer went 11. So. 
That I knew. A favorite anyway, stat is sports. games with 10 or more strikeouts and zero walks. Who has more of those games, and how many has that person pitched so far? Uh, I think it's Kershaw. Um, I, I think Scherzer has more 10 strikeout games overall, but I think with no walks, it's probably Kershaw. And my guess is, oh man, like 45. How many did you guess? 45. Okay, so no, it's 24 for Kershaw and 26 ah. for Scherzer. Ah, okay. So Kershaw and failed. 80... He was 20, <laughs> 21 shots, sorry. And 80-plus yeah. game score is a, a really good stat. Who uh, who has achieved more of those since 2008? Note, for this stat and the last one related to double-digit strikeouts, Kershaw... Kershaw and Scherzer were both uh, at the top. They were both one and two, but maybe in different order. Okay, so 80 game score. I think like Kershaw's no-hitter was like uh, 100, maybe 100 and something. Um, okay. Um, wait, uh, who has achieved more? Okay, um, so Scherzer has two no-hitters. Uh bunch of did he have a 20 strikeout game maybe uh i will say hmm, this is tough um i'm gonna go with scherzer and i'm gonna say 22 max scherzer is 34 he's Mm -hmm. tied for second with uh chris sale Clayton Kershaw has 44. Wow. That's unreal. So I, I, my scale has been off, way off the last two. Like I had, I guessed double the last one, and then I guessed half this one. So not, not good. A quick check shows that Kershaw and Scherzer squared off three times, no decision, and each of them winning one apiece. My question, which one of these was more successful at the plate against one another? Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't have a memory of this batting-wise. Like, uh, I also think this they, probably like this doesn't specific. include the playoffs because I feel like they, they faced off yeah. in 2016, I think. Or maybe that was Kershaw in relief, actually. That was Kershaw in relief. Kershaw pitching game five in relief. That was... Yeah. Yep. Right, but, uh, yep. Um, huh. Okay. <laughs> um one let's see i don't remember i'm gonna say who's more successful okay uh let's just say i i'm guessing here i'm at let, yep. kershaw kershaw with two hits kershaw was zero for three with a sacrifice mm-hmm. bunt and scherzer was Ooh. one for six so i think kershaw okay. was better right just you know <laughs> yep he, he did his job sacrifice <laughs> bunt. yeah and matt max is here swinging how selfish yeah exactly Got to play some team baseball. All right. In 2006, this is no more trivia questions. This is moving on. Um, In 2006, you did good. In 2006, Greg Maddox accumulated 1.8 B-War in his stint with the Dodgers. For the contest, will Max Scherzer either get 1.8 and lower or above 1.8 B-War in his 2021 stint with the Dodgers? Uh, So he – I forgot. I think he's at 2. He was 2.7 or 2.8 on baseball reference – 
I know he was 2.5 on Fangraphs um, before. Um, 1.8, so you're basically five and a half win pitcher over the full year. That's a tough call. I, I think I'm going to say lower. Okay. Yeah, Maddox was really good in 06. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go higher, though. Let's, we'll, we'll make it a, a game. Okay. Next question. If there was a trade deadline surprise, it was that the Giants didn't add any starting pitching depth. No question that their starters have done a good job, but there has been some recent poor performances by Gossman and even Scalfini. Uh, had a non non Dodger sh- shaky adding Monday night in Phoenix, with a third of the season to go. Please discuss the state of the rotations of the three NL West contenders. Well, so the Giants have an advantage because they're they have five starters. So, yep. uh, whereas the Dodgers have three in price, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I, I think ultimately, like the other surprise was the Padres not. Like we, they were the ones rumored to, to get Scherzer, mm-hmm. you know, or at least close to a deal to get Scherzer, um, and then they didn't like, like go after Jose Barrios uh, after that, or like any other starter. So that was a little weird. Um, Snell has struggled a lot. So look, the way it like shapes up for October, I still like how the Dodgers are mm-hmm. set. Like Bueller. Scherzer Kershaw I think and then you figure out it's probably Urias in game four and then you know you just sort of figure it out from there so I still like the Dodgers now with the caveat obviously that we don't know Kershaw his and, and it gets really interesting yeah. because I think you could art like you know I think there are a lot of pieces written after the trade deadline that the Dodgers are more talented than the Giants on paper and maybe right. even on the field, especially after the trade. But, but are they also they, have to like Yeah, know, I was about to say are they overcome three and a half exactly. games. Are yeah. they three and a half games over two months better? Probably, but that's the you're on paper thin edges. And if they're not able to overcome that deficit, the Dodgers lose one of their starting pitches to the wild card game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden right. that's a much more even slate um, if they were to win the wild card game and play against the Giants, yeah. So just, just um, like if the if if the Dodgers are wild, whoever's the wild card, it like cuts your World Series odds in half. You know, basically, like or, um, so. That's a huge thing. Like, so they do have to like overcome that. That said, like now, just pitching alone, that, that's why it's important for like. You know, Kershaw to be better as soon as he as soon back as soon as he exactly. can, but and at least Kershaw and or Gonsolin to be ready in the next two weeks, just to because they have to like they can't keep doing bullpen games like so. I think that's where that's the challenge right now. So, but you know, I think the Dodgers can be better, but they have to they have to be healthy soon, like to do it. That said. And it's not obviously there's more than just pitching, and once like Turner joins the team, and again full strength uh, caveats apply, uh, there is the the possibility of the Dodgers offense sweeping a lot of this under the rug, <laughs> like because like they're leading the National League in runs like now, and 
that's with like nothing from Cody Bellinger. Gavin Lux has played most of the year and, and been below average. Like they're going to add like one of the best like hitters uh, this season uh, in Trey Turner. Uh, so they're, they're going to, they're going to get back to that like no holes uh, situation or like close to it uh, in theory. So uh, where they can sort of, you know, take off a little bit, but I don't know. Um, so th- there's optimism for sure, but just rotation wise, I-, I I do like the Dodgers, um, especially if Kershaw's healthy. Uh, and at, as you mentioned, um, San Diego having their own host of issues. Uh, uh, U Darvish hasn't been good. Uh, yeah. For a little bit, uh, Chris Paddock was sent to the IL. Um, so going to be uh, interesting to see what comes from them, especially, you know, not, not in the rotation, but depending on the news on Tatis. Uh, well, thing. the other, the other thing is, so like the Padres, they're trailing both teams. Right. And then, and then like Cincinnati is like creeping up, uh, you know, to the point where they're like challenging for like the second wildcard spots. So like there, there's a lot <laughs> of, uh, of, of movement that need, like there's a lot of wins that still need to happen just to get to October, let alone, you know, the, the division series part of October. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you think that this rivalry of the Astros continues for fans, even after the current players who played in the 2017 world series are no longer Dodgers and Astros? So we're going to get to a thing where, so the Dodgers won't play the Astros again until this year's world series. No, um, until 2023 or 2024, I guess, if they just keep doing the, Assuming, yeah, assuming we shuffle. don't have a weird like they they stick to the West Coast again because of yeah. Omega right. variant but or whatever. Next <laughs> next year, the Dodgers are gonna the NLS is gonna play the AL Central. Um. So and then it'll in a road then it'll be AL East and then AL West again. They'll always play the Angels uh, in each of those years, but like that's sort of. So you're gonna get a point where uh, maybe the fact that they only play every three years. And if it's if it's to a thing where if they don't play that them four times that year and they just have a three game series, maybe the three game series is in Houston. So there's a chance like the Astros might not play at Dodger Stadium until 2027. Is, is that a again. thing that could get changed about with CBT renegotiations? The CBA, yeah, yeah. It, it could. Um, yeah, it could. But like, I think that's one of those. It's like. I doubt it gets changed, but we'll see. Who knows? Sure. And also, like expansion, like if, you know, yeah. if that happens, like that, then the thing switches around too. But like, I think part of it is that so maybe maybe the scarcity of it um, will be like, okay, this is our one chance in a six year span or a three year span to boo this this bad team that we hate. So maybe that keeps it sort of going because it's rare. But yeah, I just think. I think after I, this series is important in terms of this is the first time Dodger fans get to tell the Astros to eat shit basically. So like, and there's a de- there's a decent amount like Alex Bregman's on the injured list on a rehab assignment. There's a lot of people who are just not around anymore. Right. Like this, like Carlos Correa's there. Um, um, Jose Altuve, like there's a lot, there's some guys there, but like, not a lot and i do think it dies down after a while and and like 
the fact is that like the Dodgers did win the World Series last year, so that's like part of it. Like it, it eases a lot of the pain, but I just think first time back they'll get it not get it out of their system, but it'll it'll sort of alleviate a lot of that angst, I think, for a while. And, and you never know, like, but I, I do think it dies down over time. Maybe, maybe not right away, but like, like a decade from now, I, I can't imagine a scenario where like the, you know, 2030 Astros with no players from 2017, like, are they still going to be booed? Like, I think it, like, I think it cheaters? falls off like, uh, a good yeah. deal after this series, but with yeah. two caveats. One, if they do meet in the World Series again in the next two, this or two or three seasons, oh. I think that reignites. Oh it. my god! Yeah, um, and I, I, I view it so. There's the cheating aspect, which I will always be a thread as long as the Astros are good, and especially if they meet in the World Series. And at that point, I think it resembles those sort of rivalries, quote unquote, the Dodgers had with the Cardinals and with the Phillies. I remember those series were really intense for a while just because, you know, both teams had knocked the Dodgers out. So there was a lot of angst there. But then both teams became mediocre or worse. And, you know, who kind of cares or remembers, especially as the the players moved on. No more Shane Victorinos to boo. So I, I see the Astrid thing being similar with this like kind of coin flippy thing, if they meet in the World Series again anytime soon, it gets it stays fairly intense. But if they don't, then it like you said, they're because they're not playing all that often and has more time to kind of die down. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Final question: Are wings the safest bet for you if you have never been to a mm-hmm. place that serves bar food? So, well, there's a follow-up question. Um, I'll just say it now. Rank in order of what is the safest bet for you, what you order. Wings, nachos, tacos, or sliders? Uh, I almost never order sliders at a bar. Really? Uh, I, I, yeah. It's actually my number one safe option. My my thing is if I'm going to get a burger, I'm going to get a burger. <laughs> like, not, not tiny burger. I love uh, sliders. Th- yeah. Yeah, so... I, in my in my head, I was thinking. My first thought when Craig said "safe" was least messy, uh, rather than like "is it good?" But he, he was probably meaning "is it good?" That's um, that's what I assumed. So, for that reason, I I very rarely for this for the messy part, I very rarely order ribs in a restaurant, mm-hmm. um, just because you know. You don't need to see my pig face, like just just going to town on on ribs. Um, but yeah, wings are a go to. They're messy for sure, but like it's fine. Like you know, uh, wings are a pretty safe bet in terms of like you know, I you can have bad wings for sure. I've had bad wings. Do you remember Hamburger Hamlet? Yeah. That restaurant. Oh man, they yeah, they had I some. I don't. And you know, I can't say I ever ordered uh, wings there, but I, that, well, that, that I did because as, as a kid, you know, I was For, old enough yeah. to not be ordering the kids' menu, and maybe my yep. memory is is tainted by just being a picky eater as a kid. But I remember the rings being not not buffalo wings. I remember them being like baked, kind of spicy, but not buffalo wings. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is, I really don't like breaded buffalo wings and sometimes they'll just randomly give you 
breaded buffalo wings. And yeah, you could have a place where it, there's like so much bread, <laughs> you know, it, that's too much. Or they're just like, fried uh, improperly, or they don't really have a buffalo sauce. So I actually, and I, uh, they got to be good wings. So um, I, uh, whereas it's hard to screw up a slider, even a bad slider is for sure kind of good. So, uh, for me, it, I think it's the order Craig put it in in terms of my preference. Wings is like a very clear number one. Nachos are second. Um, I don't know. Like tacos is is a. I mean, they're great anywhere, but like, I'm I'm I'm. You trying to picture myself in like a, like a bar setting, you know, um, as opposed to like a sit down restaurant or something. I don't know. I maybe I'm overthinking it. Or like it's somewhere I'm watching a game, you know. That's that's usually the scenario. Um, and then yeah, so it's wings, then nachos. Less likely to get tacos in that situation because, you know, probably other a lot of other situations that I eat tacos in. Yep. And then sli- sliders very rarely, so like last for me. Yeah, sliders and then probably wings because the issue with nachos is. If they're like extremely loaded and they they're left to sit for more than like a minute or two, you just get soggy. Which some you know, if they're still warm, maybe oh, it's fine. Yeah. But in a bar setting, I want a nice crispy nachos. So, uh, yeah, I think we're and then tacos. Exactly what you said. There's just like I don't associate that as a go to bar food. Uh, right. That's that's for when I'm at a taqueria or something. Um, and then not listed on this, but just in general, uh, sandwiches are always going to be uh, similar to sliders, kind of a safe bet. If I don't, if nothing's really calling me, uh, or and or nothing else was really recommended to me, that's just I, a, I almost want to say, if we're in the appetizer mode, like jalapeno poppers are, there can be bad ones because a lot they might just have like boxed frozen ones or whatever, uh, which is probably the norm. But like, um, it's pretty. You're, you kind of know what you're getting when you're when you're ordering yep. poppers for the most part. So those those little end, mozzarella sticks have a surprisingly wide range. Oh, yeah, because people Marinara can mess those too. up. Yeah. So, but that said, really good ones, man. That's excellent. Anything but, that you uh, can mask and like ketchup or ranch, these condiments mm. that are reliably like marinara. Like I said, is like there are some bars or some really bad marinara. Um, are tend to be safe bets. So. On the nacho front, uh, I I try <laughs> all quiet on to, the nacho front. <laughs> yeah, I try I try to avoid um, nachos with cheese sauce. Uh, it oh, depends I... on the situation. Uh, if it's if it's like a a dressed nacho where everything is piled, you know, yep. and the cheese is on there, I prefer shredded melted cheese in that case. Um, if it's a dip nacho situation, I'm fine with dipping the the nacho into a very hot cheese sauce. Queso uh, is a pretty safe bet, and that's for me at least uh, just because yeah. even ba- like I and I have had bad queso, I still kind of yeah. like it. <laughs> no, you're right. Like that that is, yeah. I I guess at a certain level, right? If I'm let's just narrow this down to like if it's if I go to like Taco Bell, like. Uh, <laughs> I, I like actually well actually I like the cheese sauce at Del Taco better than Taco Bell. Sure. Um, but like I prefer the cheese sauce if I'm dipping rather than 
say a nachos bel grande or something like mm-hmm. that uh, in a weird way. I don't know why. Like it's, I think it's a texture thing. But yeah, if if it's at like even like Red Robin or something, I think they're like queso is decent. I, I haven't been there in a decade. I don't know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that that that's a good like queso is perfectly fine and like I, I'm okay with that. But I I think it just there's the I have a fear that the cheese isn't going to be hot and like I, I know, can see once that. it yeah so that that's where I sort of go away from it. Well, we wrapped up uh, another week. I'm gonna. I need to go get some nachos. Yeah. I don't know about you, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, in important series, um, this podcast will be out possibly by the time the series is over. Who knows? But uh, enjoy the week. Uh, enjoy your nachos, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>